Hi friends, welcome back to the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. My name's Kayla. You can find me on all social media at English with Kayla. And this is the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. As I said, I love teaching natural English vocabulary. And as an American English teacher, I love teaching you how native English speakers actually speak and the words that we actually use. And I love watching the Olympics. If you listened to last week's episode of this podcast, it was all about the Summer Olympics. And I recorded that episode right before the Olympic Games had started. I think it was the evening of the opening ceremonies. So much has happened in the Olympic Games in the first week, and so I'm really excited to do a second episode talking about the 2021 slash 2020 because we're making up for a missed year. So in this episode, we'll be talking about some of the special things that have happened in the first week of the Olympics. Just one housekeeping item before we begin this episode. I want to have you go check out my 31-day English challenge on YouTube. I'll link it below in the description. It's a 31-day video series. You can watch one video a day just to help you have an exercise in your English writing, reading, speaking, and listening. I promise these are really short lessons, but if you do one a day, it will help your English practice. So go check that out if you haven't already. Now, all we need to do is thank today's sponsor of the podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks again to today's sponsor of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. Now let's get into talking about the Summer Olympics. And I'm going to begin this episode talking about some of the things that I've seen athletes from other countries besides the United States do that were just amazing, amazing gold medal finishes, amazing gold medal wins. But I want to note that I talked about in the first episode that athletes from the United States tend to be dominant in the Olympics. This means they tend to win a lot because... We allocate a lot of resources, that means time and money, to sports in the United States. And we place a lot of importance and emphasis on sports. This means we value sports a lot in our country. Whereas I think other countries don't have the amount of people or resources to place towards sports, and they just don't care as much. So I had the fortune in the last few days of waking up super early to watch the Olympics live. In the United States, you can watch the Olympics live if you wake up early because the games are in Tokyo this year. So their nighttime is our morning time, if that makes sense. So most people don't have time in the morning to watch them. I do right now because I have two young children that wake me up very early. And if you miss them in the morning, you can watch the replay in the evening if you haven't already had a spoiler. A spoiler is when you find out what's going to happen before you're able to watch a television show, a movie, or read a book. 
So sometimes people will say spoiler alert. This is a common thing to see online. If you're about to spoil something that you've watched and you want to warn people if they haven't watched it yet not to listen to your spoiler alert, then you say spoiler alert. So some people watch the Olympics here in the evening. It's called Primetime Olympics. Primetime in the United States is the television hours of about uh, 6 to 7 to 8 o'clock at night. This is traditionally when we have the best television shows on TV. Now that Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime have taken over what we watch, primetime isn't as important, but for the Olympics, that's when you can watch the replays of the best sports that have happened in the day. But since I've been up very early, I've been able to watch them live with no spoilers, so it's been very exciting. I've enjoyed it. And usually I don't like to let my children watch television a lot. I I allow a little bit each day because they are so young and I just want them reading and doing other things to keep them busy. But I find that the Olympics are valuable. I think they teach triumph and they teach defeat as well. This means winning, triumph, and defeat is losing. And I think those are two very important things in life that you need to learn. So I think I would continue to let my children watch as much of the Olympics as they want, even when they're a bit older. So this weekend, there was the 100-meter race for the, the women and the men. So first was the women's race. Now, we regard the 100-meter race in track and field as determining who the fastest person in the world is. And the United States had a big controversy, a woman named Shikari Richards, who was probably our best hope at winning a medal in this event, um, she tested positive for marijuana, which is um, considered a drug by the testing agency, by the um, International Track and Field Association. And people were really upset about that here because in many states, marijuana is legal. It's not considered a drug. Well, it might be considered a drug, but a legal drug. And she had actually had a tragedy happen in her life, and she said she used it, used the substance as a coping mechanism. Something that is a coping mechanism helps you in a moment where you feel very sad or very stressed out. So some people will exercise as a coping mechanism. Some people will drink alcohol. Some people will smoke marijuana. Obviously, there are healthy coping mechanisms and unhealthy coping mechanisms. But one amazing thing getting back to the race here about the race in this Olympics was the Jamaican woman swept the 100 meter race. In sports, when we talk about a team sweeping something, it means they won everything. So the Jamaican woman won first, second, and third place in the 100 meter race so they won a gold silver and bronze medal they swept the race which is amazing coming from one country and a small one at that those women probably train with each other and i would guess they push each other to be faster and faster in the men's race which was the next day there was a really surprising win italy's lamont marcel jacobs took a surprising gold in the Olympic 100-meter race. So we call that an upset. An upset in sports is someone or a, some like a, 
is when you have either a person or a team that is not expected to win. They're actually kind of what we call the underdog or the person that's expected to lose or not do very well and they somehow win the race or they win the competition. So there's two vocabulary words I want you to remember. Because these words are used for sports but they're also used for other things as well for competitions. You have an upset which is when someone who was not predicted to win surprisingly wins and you have an underdog, which is the person that is not expected to win. So in an upset, the underdog wins. So we talked about the Jamaican women sweeping the 100-meter race, Italy's Lamont Marcel Jacobs taking a surprising gold win in the 100-meter men's race, and then as I was watching the track and field event this morning, Venezuela's Rojas smashes the woman's triple jump record. So this is like the long jump. This is an interesting track and field event in the Olympics. And Venezuela had not had a gold medal in many, many years. And so I saw, actually, I saw someone on Instagram post about what it meant to Venezuela to have this gold win, which is amazing because as Americans, we sometimes considered silver or bronze as kind of a failure and I think this is a problem one of the Olympic swimmers for the United States spoke out on this and she said that you should still be able to celebrate this this is not a failure so Venezuela taking that one gold medal was a huge deal to their country and I got to watch that event live Rojas's um triple jump and holy cow this woman jumped about 15 feet, and I would say she's a freak of nature. This is an idiom just to say that someone is extremely athletically gifted. This woman is very tall, very slim, and I mean in the nicest way, she's a freak. She's a freak of nature. You can obviously call someone a freak negatively, but a freak of nature usually is a positive thing that we call people. So the biggest story this week, especially in the United States, has been Simone Biles not competing in the Olympic gymnastics meet. So Simone Biles, as I was talking about in the first episode of my Olympic podcast series, is just a powerhouse. She is so dominant in gymnastics, in women's gymnastics. We call her the GOAT. This stands for the greatest of all time. It's a slang word that we call people that are the best, the GOAT. And on the day of the first competition in gymnastics, which was the team competition, she said, I'm out. I can't do it. And at first, people thought she was injured. And then she said, no, it's a mental health thing. So mental health is a really popular topic that we are talking about in the United States because Let's face it, if your mind isn't right, you can't get your body to compete and you're not going to be successful in the world if your mind isn't right. That's how I like to think of it. And she just said, my body and my mind are not communicating. She had a really scary kind of fall in warm-ups. It didn't look that scary, but she said that she felt just panicked in the air. And I personally think that she had a panic attack. She has so much pressure on her to win gold people calling her the greatest of all time, you know, assuming that she'll win, that I think that she just 
couldn't handle the pressure. And it's not good for you either to have that much pressure. So if she wasn't able to handle the pressure, I think it was a smart thing to not compete in the gymnastics portion of the Olympics because there are dire consequences to messing up in gymnastics. If something is dire, it is extremely serious or urgent. So a dire consequence would mean a very serious consequence or if she's going to fall, she's going to fall very bad. She's probably going to injure herself maybe for the rest of her life. So I agree with her decision if her mind was not right in the games to not compete. One amazing thing that happened was since Simone did not compete, Sunisa Lee won the women's all-around gold medal, which was a huge deal. Sunisa is daughter of two immigrants in the United States, which is a beautiful thing, and they are from the Hmong community. And she's only 18 years old. It's amazing. So she just kind of came out of nowhere. I think that's really a cool American story that a daughter of two immigrants was able to win one of the most popular Olympic events for the United States. It's amazing. I have to say, though, it was a little bit heartbreaking not getting to see Simone Biles compete in this Olympics just because I was looking forward to it, but I can understand why she didn't want to compete. I did learn one new English word from Simone Biles, and she calls her, you know, mental state the twisties. So she said that when she's in the air, she can't tell whether she's looking up or she's looking down. She has this disconnect from her mind to her body. It's just like a confusion. She called it the twisties. Apparently, this is a very common thing that happens to gymnasts people that compete in gymnastics. So I never heard this term before, but it makes sense. And it makes sense why you wouldn't want to compete if you have this going on. Another heartbreaking thing on, that happened in the Olympics to one of the younger athletes that I really enjoy watching was Naomi Osaka. She competes for Japan, even though she grew up somewhat in the United States. Um, she is only 23 years old and she kind of said that the pressure was getting to her in this Olympic game as well. She's been a really successful tennis player. She's even beat Serena Williams, who is known as our best tennis player. So she lost early on in the Olympics, so it was kind of heartbreaking, I would say. One thing that I saw, another interesting story that came out of the Olympics this week, was the German gymnasts. So... Traditionally in gymnastics, the competitors wear a leotard. So this is like, it looks like a swimsuit almost. That's what we call their outfit, if you're familiar with it, a leotard. But the German gymnasts chose to wear unitards, which are longer than leotards. So they're like pants and a long sleeve shirt. They still are made of that tight fabric, which is spandex. We call it spandex. Um, but they just chose to be more modest. They don't like the fact that their sport is sometimes sexualized, which means like people are looking at their bodies more than they're appreciating the sport. So they chose to wear so they chose to wear unitards, which I commend them for that choice. I think that if they want to make a stand about what they want their sport to be, I think making a statement as a team like that is a good thing. 
Another really cool thing that we got to witness in this Olympic Games is Haisa Leal. I believe is how you say her name. For those of you that speak Portuguese, feel free to send me a message and correct me. But she is the 13-year-old skateboarding prodigy out of Brazil, and she won a silver medal. She is the youngest competitor, that means the athlete or person, in the Olympics to win a medal in many, many years. I think it's about 80 years since someone of that age has won a medal. And it was so cool getting to see the young skateboarders. They were all so young in the Olympics. And I have to say they have to be the coolest people. I just think skateboarding is a cool sport. And you have to have, you know, that kind of cool attitude and risk-taking attitude to do the sport. So congratulations to Brazil on that one. I saw an article that said that she is hands down the best part of the Olympics so far. If you say something is hands down, you are saying it's absolutely true. So it is absolutely true she's the best part of the Olympics so far, hands down. And I have to agree, she was really cool to watch. I got to watch the highlights in the replay on that one as well. Okay, you guys know that I love TikTok. I've already talked about it many times. It's what I do in my leisure time, but it has been really fun to watch the Olympic athletes make TikToks. They have been showing the beds on TikToks because the beds are unique in the fact that they are made out of cardboard and foam so that they can be recycled after the Olympics. Because if you didn't know, the Olympics have to house all of the athletes that are in the games. They live in dorm rooms, kind of like if they were at college. So Japan wanted to be very sustainable in this Olympics. And if you're sustainable, it means that you are friendly to the environment. You are not creating things that are going to be thrown away quickly. So they made beds that can be recycled instead of just buying a ton of mattresses and not knowing what to do with them. They made these really cool beds out of cardboard and foam and I've seen the athletes test them out on TikTok and they say they're not too bad. They say they're a little bit hard but for being made out of cardboard and foam they're somewhat comfortable. Thanks for listening to this episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. Use the link below to go watch the 31 Day English Challenge with me on YouTube so that you can practice every single day. And I'll see you in next week's episode of the English Vocabulary Help Podcast. Thanks for listening and best of luck studying.